Hello. Howdy. Oh, friend. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. Mfuke. Yeah, my dude. <laughs> you are the second person to do a second podcast with me. Oh, man, who was first? Brandon. He was a. Uh, that doesn't really surprise bored. me. He was really bored. I'm like, Brandon, we let's do another podcast. <laughs> I was, was like, bro, this, what's, what's that? Was this when Sarah and the kids were out of town? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, this is what happened. It was good, though. I mean, we, okay, so we took... Oh, man, dude, actually, it was not good. What happened? He, he, did, he thought the quality of it, too, was bad, but uh, we talked about... We took a pol- political alignment test, political compass test. Okay. And so for him, he came out, like, constitutionalist. <laughs> yeah that, that sounds about right <laughs> yeah i came out libertarian um i really so yeah and i was well, why are you surprised what do you think i was uh definitely just like straight up moderate <laughs> yeah i mean it basically is moderate you know because yeah, so. <laughs> it has both conservative and liberal liberal um perspectives yeah what is moderate even what is moderate even? I don't like central centricism. Centricism is stupid. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I feel like centricism, centricism. So like, this is why I don't like calling myself moderate anymore. I think centricism is just a cop out for you not to actually find a belief. Mm. And if you don't have a belief, then what are you really living for? Right. So like, yeah, I see that a lot with uh, centrist Democrats. Um, yeah. Especially uh, Biden. Like I'm voting voting for him, but at the same time, he's just like, I wish you would go more left. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Mike, my thing though, the reason, and this is probably the reason why I, I tested libertarian is because I like to, I like, I like to think of the system, like the government system, like having two parties as a a way to create balance uh, between the government. Not really? a way to create conflict. Yeah, like I think it's original system. I think, I think we've now come to like the two extremes, and we can only believe in one extreme or the other. Yeah. But its original system um, is to was was to balance each other out, hold each other mm-hmm. accountable to like too much change versus not enough, not enough change, or or too much structure and not enough structure. Right. Um. That's why that's probably why I tested out libertarian because that's like my that's that's why I was a moderate and that's why I I believed in like both parties right because yeah there's this this level of order and change or le- le- order and transformation that um, like the the government is grounded on mm-hmm. and you can't have one side depicting creating all the decisions because then it's just going to be straight up all order to, or to, uh, it's going to be straight up all change. Mm-hmm. So, but, but? I, like with the with those with those beliefs, I'm, I shouldn't say but. In addition, with those beliefs, like those are the that. Oh gosh, what am I trying to say? What are you saying? In addition, the reason why I have those beliefs is the reason why I don't believe in centricism. Ah, makes sense. Um, yeah, I personally would love to see. Um, I am pretty tired of two-party system. I would like to see multiple parties and then ranked voting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm guessing you're familiar with ranked voting. Uh, it's probably something that comes that that uh, Europe uses. Actually, um, I believe I know Maine uses it, but yeah, definitely New Zealand uses it. And yeah, they get to vote like first choice, second choice, third choice, fourth fourth choice, um, and then like from there, it's just a process of elimination of the um, uh, candidates and. There was this commercial that came out with uh, these two candidates in Maine. Wait, did I talk about this on the last episode? Probably not. Okay. So that there were these two people running for governor in Maine, both Democrats. And since Maine has the uh, ranked voting system, they did a political commercial together where they said, hey, uh, we just want you to know that both of us have very similar views. And we think that uh, either one of us would make a great governor. So... Either put me first and her second or put her first and me second. So that way we can get, uh, and their goal was to get a Democrat in the uh, governor's seat. Um, so that's why they did the commercial together. But I was like, oh, I could get behind voting like that. So that way it just like everything's not just attack, attack. Um, even though there is uh, somewhat of a necessity for that to when narrowing down um, candidates. But also, I don't like the attack. <laughs> I don't like the attack. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm totally down for it. Like, actually, I'm probably preaching third-party systems since 2016. That doesn't but, surprise uh, me. That wasn't... I mean, I wasn't, like, too deep into politics. And I was also, like, super liberal at the time. Yeah. Uh, and I had a friend who was libertarian, and he kind of introduced me to a libertarian. That's probably why I became... Well, that's probably how I started, com- like forming libertarian. Yeah. Libertarian. Yeah. He was he was like a really smart old guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really looked up to him, like a grandpa kind of. Looked up? Is he dead? He's tall. <laughs> He's tall. <laughs> yeah. So what's new with you, man? I- Ooh, bro, I got some stuff. Yeah. And I, well, I mean, I feel, I've been feeling more like myself these days, though. It's nice. Wait, by I've the way, more... I would like to say before we go forward, uh, okay. so I listened to a podcast yesterday. Um, can you take a guess at what that podcast was? Joe Rogan podcast. No, nah, it was yours. Can you take a guess at what <laughs> episode? No, which one? The Bailey Tompkins episode where you guys <laughs> give me a bunch of shit at the end. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. Like, He's going to listen to this. <laughs> He's going to feel so bad. By the way, Bailey has met Alexa. And he totally oh, forgot. Nice. Oh, was it, was, it the, was it the shit we gave you like for not inviting us to your wedding? Is that the shit? <laughs> no, it wasn't that because you guys are invited. Oh, okay. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I just wasn't able to fit you guys into groomsmen, because um, like I don't want to have one of those parties that have like fourteen bridesmaids, fourteen groomsmen. That because that's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. But no, you guys were saying like, uh, if you wanted to go to like a uh, risque club in Japan, I would be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, I won't go. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, part of me. <laughs> thinks that's accurate 
we were totally we we're just totally just like shitting around oh I, yeah. i'm not taking any offense or anything i was just like what the? yeah also <laughs> i think you you guys should give well you haven't met alexa yet right because you already uh, moved when she and i visit visited that one time yeah i was so bummed yeah I was so bummed. but no she's super cool and she'd be down to do like all the fun stuff um you know what she should do? She should she should be on my podcast. Really? <laughs> yeah. Why not? I would like. I'd, I'm a very inquisitive person, so I want to learn. I love like another reason why I have this podcast is because I love to learn from other people. So nice. Yeah, I'll talk to her. Um, but yes, I cut off what you were saying. So yes, tell me what's new with you. No, wait, you were, I thought, I, I interrupted too. You, you were, you weren't finished with like talking, hyping up Alexa. Oh, oh, hell yeah. She's great. <laughs> no she's way, she's fun. your fiance. I didn't know that. <laughs> but like, um, in the Bailey podcast, when you guys were saying, um, like, oh, all the girls are probably going to go over here and Xana be like, oh, I'm bored. Nah, nah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alexa and Xana would probably be like super, like, good friends. Okay. They I see they it. have a lot of similarities. I see it. What uh wait, do you you don't do the Enneagram, do you? Uh yes, I have. You have? I've done, I mean, I've, I've I've done Myers-Briggs I've, and Enneagram. What type are you? You're a 1? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Dave, what was that? <laughs> um, do you not like being a 1? One's the perfectionist, right? I like to call them the ref Reform, reformist. The ref, ref, reformist. Reformist, yeah. Uh, Reformationalist. Okay, what does that definition look like to you? Uh, you, you, you see, you see things that can that can change, and you seek to reform them in a good way, hopefully. Yeah, okay, yeah. A good way. You you strive for excellence in a way where you pursue, you see things that aren't being excellent. And you want to change that. Yeah. So, like, that's literally the Reformation. That's literally what Martin Luther King did. That, yeah, that's true. The flip side is I can come off as a shitty, pompous asshole. Mm. Which I definitely... I don't think I've seen Yay! <laughs> I mean, I, I don't doubt it, because I have friends who are ones. Oh, yeah? <laughs> but I have not experienced this version of Josh. Uh, I know Brackett has seen it before, where... Um, when when we were both at Risen King, and I would come out of worship services just like, Ugh! and then Brandon would be walking by to get a cup of coffee. It's like, hey, what are you doing out here? And I'd be like, I I, I can't do the worship music, man. Brandon, am I a music uh, snob? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was there when you had that conversation. With <laughs> oh yeah, because you were just probably in the lobby just taking notes or something. I was in a lot. I mean, I do. I was in a lobby doing a lot of things. Yes. You know, I was like socializing, taking notes, <laughs> reading my Bible. So I, I liked the lobby more than I liked worship. I, That's right. yeah. I think me too. <laughs> but uh, but I love worship, and I'm so happy about that. I'm like that's such a huge part of my my faith. What is worship? Worship. Yeah, nice. Worship is great. <laughs> I just get in the mood sometimes where, like, I'll listen to, like, Bethel, and I'll be like, and then um, I'll listen to, like, I don't know, The Brilliance or something like that, just doing, uh, or, oh, gosh, uh, 
King's Kaleidoscope did some really some versions of hymns, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but have, okay. there I go again, just being so narrow minded because I know, even though I was gonna say, even though Bethel I think is a cult, uh, and that sounds really rude, <laughs> uh, especially since you went there. I have Bethel because you listened to this. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. No. To the friends that I, I mean, I... go to Bethel, I would like to say I'm sorry I'm being a dick. Thank you. <laughs> Keep going. By the way, if this episode doesn't have the E for explicit already on it, then uh, oh uh, no, I've I've taken off the label. Um, <laughs> I've taken off the label of uh, parental guidance. <laughs> <laughs> but I just said, fuck. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, exactly. You can say fuck now. Yeah, no. that's three times. That's <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a friend who has not seen like my explicit side of oh, me oh really and he's like, my best. like yeah oh, brandon what are you doing <laughs> yeah so and he listens to my podcast so i'm like slowly integrating my explicit side into this podcast phase one hello mister how are you doing phase two hello mister how the fuck are you phase three. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first time i ever cussed in the podcast was Isaac. i know podcast. you told me that <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, but what was I talking about? You were talking about your narrow-mindedness. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I look at pl- places like Bethel and other places, and I'm like, mm, I don't agree with your theology and doctrine. At the same time, you are bringing people to Christ, so I can't like fully shit on you. And I feel, yeah, yeah I yeah. feel terrible for saying it because I am absolutely judging right now. And that's not what right. God wants us to do. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah. And that's, but that's the, that's the downside that's of being a one, I think. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was literally going to yeah. say that. I studied, so I studied the Enneagram, by the way. I know. I studied, oh, I, you did? You oh, talk okay. about it a lot. And I dig that. I, I love the Enneagram. Oh, do you hear me? Have you heard me talk about it in the yes. podcast a lot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did test it. <laughs> Randy's next. Randy's next. Oh, yeah. That's great. I think I, I heard, I've been listening ahead. to all the uh, episodes of people that I know. Um, and that's yeah. been a lot of fun. The My favorite one I've done so far is the one after Isaac's. Randy? Um, no, after, not before. I'm going to take a look. Her name is Kaylee Roberts. That's what. That's probably the best one. I mean, there's there's some coming up that are that are that I like more than Kaylee yeah. Roberts, but um, they haven't come up. Like those are like November. She's got the Scottish and Irish spelling of Kaylee. Yeah, she's redhead. Ah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, she's like one of my favorite people. In nice, this world. really close friend, really close friend of mine. Um. But yeah, I was, I, yeah, I wanted to, because like, I think it's really interesting. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I think wait, really- I, I got to interrupt you for a second. I just saw um, Brandon's episode that was published called Brandon Bracket 2. We talk about politics, Oh, but how much I hate it. That's all you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the episode. <laughs> Thank you. That's what we discovered. I, I was just about to apologize for interrupting, so you can go ahead. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I. So I think it's really interesting. So this is the this is the like 
interesting predicament I, I find myself in a lot when I'm in conversation with liberal mm-hmm. friends. And I don't think, I mean, maybe, maybe you can uh, ascribe, subscribe yourself to this label, but my brother, specific, I don't know if I told you, but my brother's like super liberal. He's like pretty mm-hmm. far left. Yeah. And um, I like a lot of my disagreements with him isn't, isn't like a political disagreement. It's just literally understanding. No, it's like understanding of each ah. other. My disagreement with him is understanding how I'm being understood and him understanding how he's understanding me. Okay. And, and so one of the things, I mean, we'll get into politics and the way I say things are completely, di- are, are completely defined differently to way, to way he sees things. Yeah. Because like, it's just, it's vernacular. It's, it's culture. It's like the way we, we've, um, we've developed over the years because my relationship with him, my consistent relationship has basically with him basically stopped after my junior year of Uh high school. Um, Senior year, it was like, it was surface level love and it was like, it was good still. It was good kind of love. Right. But like a pursuit and a deeper relationship basically stopped. Mm -hmm. No, 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 it, it stopped. It stopped during my senior. No, it maybe wasn't when I got my license. So that was like when I was 18. So it was my yeah. senior year. And I remember you talking about, I believe it was with Bailey, about how you enjoyed getting drunk with your brothers. Yeah. I mean, like, that's like, that's the relationship I have with yeah. my brothers. Right. But when it comes to getting deeper, um, it just, uh, there's this, there's this emotional stigma attached to my identity with my brothers or my family in general, where they see me as a specific person. Mm. Um, the, a person that was never me, but was a person that I I hated to be perceived yeah. by, and gave up gave up on being seen as anybody else. I just heightened it for them. It's like this is what you want to look. This is what you want to see. Like, and uh, yeah, it was just bad. It it was it wasn't a bright idea, but it was it was I was filled, bro. I was filled with so much anger of being misunderstood. I was just like, this is the, like this is how absurd the way you see me looks like. And and I'm gonna heighten that and and over exaggerate that so you can see how. Honestly, I'm not surprised that you decided to go that route. Right, but obviously it's it's gonna um it, it's gonna bite me in mm-hmm. the butt because they're just like this is that's their expectation. It's like of course you're gonna yeah. act like that, and it frustrates me even more. And so I kind of like dug myself for that hole on purpose out of frustration, yeah. and that's how my family sees me. And like, even as a Christian, right? Even as a Christian, I mean, even while I was a Christian, I, I still like fell into that habit, but still, even as a Christian, somebody who, who is like completely different outside of my family circle, <clears throat> my family still think, like I had a conversation before I left to New York um, where my mom, my mom still thinks that I don't believe in anything or I believe nothing really? matters. Right. And I like, and I had a conversation with her. It's like, mom, that's not like how I think that's how your, your other son mm. thinks. And she's still like, she still has this mentality. It's like, no, Brandon, that's you. I was like, no, that's actually, I'm talking to you about this because of my frustration of how my, my brothers think or a specific sibling thinks. Yeah. And, um, where was I getting? Oh, I was getting to my brother. So Bradley, Bradley. Oh, Hey, by the way, Bradley, if you're listening, We've had this conversation already. Anyways, 
Um, so what I'm interested in, like, learning, learning from you, or at least uh, getting feedback on, because, like, I find this really interesting. One of the things that uh, we were in dispute about was open-mindedness, okay. right? What the hell? Uh, that's, oh, yeah, that, that's my, that's my bell. Ring, ring. I'm going to take this opportunity to pour myself some water. Okay. So one of the one of the conversations we got into was open mindedness, yeah. right? And we were in a talk. So this is why I also don't like having conversations through text, because you can like misunderstand so much through text, totally. the tone, the definition. Because like I myself, because I love language, I create my own connotation for for words, so like I condense specific right. meanings. <laughs> Right. An example of that was on Discord when I was trying to explain nuances. Nuances is literally like its literal definition is a subtle sound. Was that during uh, that political was, arguments and stuff? Yeah, the political arguments. Yeah. Do, do you, so like a nuance, its literal definition is a subtle sound. But I I use that 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 as a metaphor as like a an actual but an actual. Um, you know, an actual argument or, or an actual like piece of, of, of validity to, to like further my, my, um, your what? My, my premise. That's the word to further my premise. But the word nuance literally means the subtle sound, even though. So, so what I did though is like, because of it, it means it's subtle sound. I, I created my own definition. Uh, through, applying through that, ambiguity. Right. Right. Well, I mean, but I, I, I stated what the definition was afterward, but I'm learning how to do that because I'm learning that I have my own words first with gotcha. different things. Um, and that was something that I, that I realized through my conversation with my brother because I would use words like, this is what it means to me. And he was like, that's literally <laughs> stupid because that's not what it literally means. And I'm like, but bro, this is like, this is how I see it. Like, why don't you just look at how I'm seeing it? And that way you can understand. It's like, no, you're being stupid because it doesn't mean that. And um, do you see, do you see the, the, the direction I'm going here when I'm talking about open-minded? Uh, yeah, I think so. Because like, I know when I was in high school um, and learning to getting uh, training and singing, I learned the method of how to sing like, in classical choirs and opera, that kind of stuff. And then I applied that same kind of thinking to looking at all different types of singers. And I was like, oh, you guys are wrong because you're not using this definition of singing. Um, it's kind of along that right. line. Right, yeah, okay, yeah, I think... but like, so, but okay. it goes deeper than that, right? But keep, well, I know I was what wrong. Do you think? And it sounds like okay. Bradley is stuck like you were saying, on the one definition and not broadening his view right. of the word. See, I think right. Well, I this, think go ahead. this was something that Isaac pointed out um, in the conversation we were having um, when, or I, maybe it was Brandon, I don't remember who's uh, brought it up, but as someone who I like to s call myself progressive, progressivism has uh, ups and downs in terms of 
it's trying to move forward and get rid of uh, toxic thinking behavior. Um, but the downside is often it can come across as uh, pompous. Um, it can come across destructive, destructive and saying like, you don't think this way, you are the problem kind of thing. Uh, and I know I'm definitely yeah. guilty of doing that kind of stuff. Um, and so I was able to apologize to the guys uh, who I directly did that to. Um, I think it was mainly Brandon who I did that to. Um, and because I think Bradley sees himself as right, he's so focused on the things that he's doing that are right, that he may be blocking his open-mindedness from seeing d different definitions. But here's the thing, right? Yes. Are I'm you done? <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, though, right? I pointed that out okay. to him, Josh. I said, hey, this is what it looks like. And and like this was during a conversation of open-mindedness, mm -hmm. right? And I, I already had an idea of like th what open-mindedness is because I practice it pretty regularly as a theologian. 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 <laughs> I love it. But like, I, I practice it pretty regularly as a theologian, like wrestling with God with big questions and like, Oh, expanding my horizon of my understanding of what God does and what God is and what God mm -hmm. is doing, right? Um, and and so, like, I, I'm pretty sure I knew what open-mindedness was in the, in the context yeah. of our conversation. And, uh, and like, so so when I, when I did more research on, like, his definition of open-mindedness, the, the biggest thing that I've noticed, the biggest... Uh, the biggest definition, I guess, of clarity that really opened my my eyes to like what he was trying to say, which is already something that I was doing myself, was open mindedness is the willingness to your to having your mind be changed. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. right, and yeah, and so it's ironic, right? Because he's the one preaching mm -hmm. open mindedness to me, even though even though I myself am like I'm pretty sure I already do this. He's the one preaching the open-mindedness to me. And when I give him like perspectives and, and thoughts to, for him to think about, he, he chooses to like call me out yeah. and not be open about it. Not be open about the thought, not be, cause like, I don't know, maybe he's, I don't know. My, my assumption, my, my assumption, right? I'm declaring okay. it's an assumption is, is like, he's either insecure about my own intellect or he he uh, he's putting up barriers because of the topic that we were yeah, talking about. Yeah, it could about. be that, or um, it could be um, yeah, it could maybe it has something to do with um, the fact that you're his brother and that there's so much history. Because I know I know when right. not rivalry. necessarily rivalry rivalry. I mean, that's basically my and my okay. brother's relationship. Because, like, have, the relationship I have with Jordan now, uh, for those who don't know, that's my twin brother. Um, it's it's really good, and it's taken a lot of time to get to where it is. Um, I always thought it was a really good relationship, but it was kind of one-sided. Um, and so it took time for us to figure out how exactly to communicate to each other. Uh, especially when I moved to SoCal, I moved in with him in, in Glendora. Um, and so 
it was kind of like adult versions of us now living in the same room again, like we did as kids. Um, and mm -hmm. so there were a lot of tense moments. Um, and there were moments where I thought I couldn't move forward um, in my journey of being a good, better person in, turn, in Jordan's eyes, because he always saw me in the destructive image that he's, he has seen in the past. Um, and specifically, because mm -hmm. I can go into detail, like I, I struggle with ADD, anxiety, and uh, severe panic attacks. Um, oh, you might hear Lex in the back. She's in class and I'm in the studio apartment. So, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but so it took me a long time to find the medications that I'm on now. And honestly, it's so like night and day, so helpful. Um, and through my own journey, I thought I had an anger problem, but it wasn't an anger problem. In reality, it was just, well, as a kid, it was an anger problem, yes, but I got over that pretty quickly, like in middle school. I was no longer a problem child. Uh, I, But when I started college again, I would just be, because I think this was puberty too kicking in, um, I would start getting just random spouts of being in, instantly enraged and wanting to hit something and be violent. But I'm like, uh-uh, I can't do this. Mm -mm, no. Uh, and right. what I believe that was is that it was my anxiety um, and the testosterone levels getting to a new point to where it was messing with uh, my brain. Um, well, I don't know the exact neuroscience of it. Um, but my body didn't know how to control it. And so when I started taking the medication, those, and then I started eating correctly and just getting a good sleep every night. Um, it was just, I can't remember the last time I had a rage of any sorts and every now and then, oh, right, right. well, to me, I think also the rage was just a version of my body having a panic attack because when I was 24, yeah. I had my first severe panic attack. Um, and it started as rage, but then it turned into absolute terror and wailing and screaming at the top of my lungs like a soprano. Um, and I've, uh, I felt that before. I feel yeah. that hard. And um, there have been times when I, I was behind the wheel at that point, so I had to pull over off of the 57 and just sit in a church parking lot that was off, off the freeway um, and just scream and cry and then feel nothing for yep. about 15 minutes and then barely have the energy to call out from work and then turn around and try to go home. Um, but since being on the medication I'm on now, I can't remember the last time that a panic attack hit and it was rage. It was just a panic attack. And the frequency of panic attacks mm. are now like... It used to be four times, five times a week, and now it's like one or two a month. Um, and they're very tiny compared to what they used to be. Um, and so the reason why this relates to Jordan is because as a kid, I, especially as a little kid, 
I had that anger problem and probably some form of the anxiety on top of that, which enhanced it. I don't really know. Um, but like I would, I would hit Jordan sometimes and I got in trouble for it because my parents disciplined me. Um, and then I think, yeah, Jordan and I talked about this and he still was a bit worried that I may do something like that again. And I didn't at all, but it was hard for him to move forward in seeing me as an adult because I was so all over the place, hyper. I was just so angry as a kid. I wouldn't listen. I would rebel. Um, and even when I stopped doing all that in middle school, um, he still saw himself as the person who had to take care of me when that was never his job. Um, so maybe there is some sort yeah you said it yourself your family is perceiving you as a different person and i think your brother's definitely doing that to and it's affecting his ability to be open-minded uh, either with you or about you mm -hmm. i could be totally wrong mm -hmm. uh, yeah no and he's confessed he hasn't confessed so i okay are, yeah. are you done okay I just wanted to make sure I, I didn't want to. Yeah. Anyways, he's like, I've, I've, I've literally confessed. Like, this is what's happening, Radley. And and I, I, I really thought he he opened his eyes to it. It's like, oh, that totally makes sense. And then the next conversation or the next next disagreement we have, he literally just he mm. he goes back. He went straight back. And and is like you use this desire to be understood as a as a scapegoat of like the reality Oof. of who you really are. And I'm like, Dude, are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? It's like, as your brother, especially somebody who loves God, and you being somebody who's open to somebody to a a loving God, like I follow that God, and and you still you still choose to believe that i'm deceiving you you still choose to believe that i'm i'm manipulating the <laughs> way you see me to a point where i i need to be validated by you like or or like i need to be not validated by you but i need to be like i need to be treated differently by you it's like even if that wasn't the case you the way you treat me anyways isn't is it right. morally, ethically good? So, it's just, it's, uh, it's really frustrating. But like, okay, th that's besides the point. We're, we're going into a very big rabbit hole. The reason why I'm sharing you this is because it's, it's just ironic because I feel like a lot of leftists, yeah. a lot of people on the far left, they preach open-mindedness. That's like the whole point of progressivism. It's like they discovered progressivism because mm -hmm. of open-mindedness, right? And um, and like and they and then that's like the product of a postmodern world in itself, like this open sandbox of possibilities that can create what love does, what love should be perceived as right. in an, in a new and modern world. Um, and so, with that being said, I'm now pointing at the me. finger at you to religion, okay, right? and your theology. And like the progressivism of open-mindedness toward that and like 
Okay, so here's my thing. I, I don't know I if I told you about Pokemon. When you told, uh, you about, I told you Bailey about it. Okay, so and oh, and I I was just gonna say go I know the art history definitions of modernism and it's generally modern. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the, but the difference is is the way of thought. So post postmodernism art, right? Because I've studied it too. Postmodernism art is more focused on the aesthetic, whereas postmodern thinking is more focused on the, mm. the lifestyle. Um, and and I, I really do think a lot of leftists are, are postmodern thinkers. Um, and so and so that's my challenge, right? So like if you even look at postmodernism in the perspective of your own theology, right? Being open-minded what what's the what is actually the core truth if if it me if like open-mindedness exists why why do we pursue that's a great question the, like the truth if we can just create our own if we can just create our own truth within with within the realm of or within our own understanding of god because that's like that's my biggest challenge to understanding yeah leftists in general right because like I feel like the 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 system is the system that they pursue is more mm -hmm. ideological and and more broad than it is narrow and uh, some of the time, yeah. So I yeah. believe I have an answer to your question, and I know, like Alexa and I are on the same page with this answer, um, and with politics as well. So we know that God equals love and God is the most important thing in the entire world. Um, and any form of love is in fact God. Um, so trying to keep an open mind, I think that God gave us both um, free will and predestination. So I believe that's called compatibilism. Um, I'm not sure to the extent of what that looks like exactly but from the only vision i know is what life is um so keeping an open mind and moving forward i have definitely applied trying to be as open-minded as possible to theology uh especially in my view of a lot of uh social issues because being born and raised in redding california um at the time I was raised, uh, I was brought up very homophobic, um, as a lot of us were. Um, and my parents didn't mean to raise me that way. Uh, it was just what they knew. And as time progressed, I realized, okay, I shouldn't be homophobic. And that's where I left it. But because at that point I was seeing the definition written in what would probably be the New King James, uh, English Standard Edition, uh, NIV version, where it uh, specifically types out, it says, like, a man should not sleep with another man or something like that. Don't be homosexual kind of thing. And I saw that definition. I was like, okay. And then as time started progressing forward, I tried to keep an open mind to everything that I've been taught in the church because to not keep an open mind in your own faith I think is very toxic because that way you are just picking up what someone has laid down on the table for you and not thinking critically about it. 
right mm-hmm. or not not thinking so, for yourself yeah that's basically what you're saying you're just like you're, you're picking up you're picking up something that could not be good for you but you yourself don't think that because you're putting trust in the person and not correct not trusting your own and to further that yourself. point as time progressed um i started seeing like being having done as many musicals and plays as i have i have been around a lot of gay people and i found out they are super cool people um and I started just seeing them being average people as they are in average day relationships. And I'm like, okay, I see this relationship and I see the straight relationship. And I'm thinking, what's the difference here? That couple happens to be gay. That couple happens to be straight. And I was thinking, okay, what is inherently evil about the couple being gay? And why does the Bible say, don't do this? And so I heard a lot of people saying like, oh, it was written like that just because of the laws of the past. And I heard people say like, oh, it's written that way because that's how God intended it. Um, many different interpretations of it. But the one that really stuck out to me was I I had a friend who was my roommate when I was living in Glendora, who his name is uh, Dan Merrill. He's a um, he's an author and a game designer and uh, also a gay Christian male. Uh, and he was talking about how, because he actually has a bachelor's in game design and a master's in theology. Um, yeah, I figured you'd yes. like that. A good Christian male with a master's He's in theology. Cool. I need to meet this man. Put him on my podcast. You probably want to do Put it too. Him on my podcast. Um, and he was talking about how, and Jordan, because he's also. Um, pursuing a master's in theology ministry so he can become a uh because he's got a he's got a bachelor's in music and worship and now he's getting his master's in uh religious counseling um so he and uh dan have both dove into the bible as i'm sure you have as well and um i'm sure you know that over time translations of the bible have changed a lot. Now, I don't want to make this a slippery slope because this could totally come down as a slippery slope. <laughs> uh, it's a slippery slope. Just keep going. Um, <laughs> and when it comes to the word homosexual being located in the Bible, the first time... Oh, snap. So you do know We're going here. Oh, snap. Correct? Hold up. Hold up. You know where I'm going then, right? rest real quick. We there. We in go the 40s. there. Okay. Let me just calm down. <laughs> Let me just calm down. Yeah. So I, okay. All right. As you know, the word homosexual was not introduced into the Bible until the 1940s. Um, but. Mm-hmm. Hold up. What? Yeah. That was the thing. It was usually talking about how, um, especially in the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, it was saying a man should not sleep with a boy, AKA pedophilia. And of course we all know that's a no, don't be a pedophile. And I believe that's something everyone can agree on. Keep going. Um, Hey, how are you doing? Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, By the way, I must interrupt and say it is now 420. A okay. Moving forward. Um, so when that translation was coming out that said homosexual in it, 
um, I forget the guy's name. Dan would know. Um, and I actually saw uh, Karamo Brown give a talk about a book, but he was also talking about this specific guy in the audience with the, some person in the audience because she was uh, a gay lesbian. And she was like, I don't know how to be a Christian when people say I can't be who I am. And then Karamo was like, hey, so the guy in the 40s brought that to attention to a lot of people in the church and saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. If we put this interpretation of that passage in here where we're interpreting it as homosexual, then this is going to hurt a lot of people. And they were like, eh, fuck gay people. Let's put it in there. Yeah. Uh, and, gay people. and so as time progressed, <laughs> we just believe that God said, don't be gay. Now, where the open-mindedness comes into the theology, both, and like I said, Alexa and I are on the same page with this. We see God as love. And sometimes there are things in the Bible that could be completely changed. We know that theology does not mean, and God does not mean if it feels good, do it. That is a bad way of looking at it. And so that's why I spent so much time really looking at homosexuality as a core and saying, is this evil or not? And I came to the conclusion. What's up? Yes and no. Interesting. My conclusion, My conclusion is that yes I no. came to is just an absolute no. Um, and okay. because there are so many relationships uh, that have LGBTQ people in it and they are just, they are healthy relationships. They are nourishing, flourishing into each other, making each other thrive, um, being just great people in general. And they just happen to be a lesbian couple or a gay couple or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, okay, this is the same love that I see in a straight godly couple. And I've seen uh, gay godly couples as well. And it's the same love that I see. And so I'm thinking, okay, I believe this was the church saying that gay people are sin. Mm -hmm. Not God, and I know the church, the church is a work in progress. Yeah. But human error. Yeah. No, human error is a work in I progress. I agree with that too. Um, well, I was just going to say, are you done? that is a Go specific ahead. instance where I apply open-mindedness to theology. And though I can get stuck in my ways. But what's up? It's like, no for you. Okay, I'm sorry. Keep going. You're stuck was, in your ways. I was I'm about just, to say, even I'm though not... I can be stuck in my ways and prone to close-mindedness, I do my absolute best to try to be as open-minded as possible. I stumble a lot, as you mm -hmm. saw in the Discord conversation, as everybody saw in the Discord conversation. <laughs> um, and I apologize for being an asshole. Um, but uh, yeah, I just try to pursue open-mindedness in everything I do. And the best part about yeah. that though, is that you know you're still loved. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Uh, to the so my oh my theology to the simplest degree, God put us 
or or, or the choice, the free free will, is literally just a choice to believe that you were loved. Interesting. Were not loved. To the simplest degree, I mean, it's more complex than that. Well, it's good to start it's with the most simplest degree. I think. Um. Yeah. So why my mine is yes and no is the same reason okay. why having sex is yes and no. Um. So that's by the way. So last time um, we've talked about sex since the the boys group. <laughs> Let's you think talk I'm about still sex. a virgin? Okay, go ahead. Ooh, so that's a good question. I had a feeling. I've that. been praying about that. I'll say that I've been praying. I've been praying about that for a while. So ever since actually, I think ever since you told me <laughs> you were in a relationship, I've been praying about that. But I've been. <laughs> I've been praying more consistently as of late, especially oh, when you announced you were engaged. Um, I, I, I think my heart wants to say you're not, okay. but my mind wants to say you are. Wait, 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 no, no, it's the opposite. My mind wants to say you're not a virgin, okay. and my heart wants. Do you to want say the answer? You are still Uh, how about you tell me okay. after you're married? <laughs> Let me flip a coin. Actually, no, pick a number one through ten. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, you just told me. Fuck. So here, okay, here, okay, here's, here's the reason why I'm okay with that, okay? Um, this is not my okay. theology. This is just a theology that I'm open-minded about. Yes. The theology of chastity is not the, um... It's not the identity. It's not the identity. It's not the uh, what. So okay, this goes like way back into history, right? So in his historically, marriage was this proclamation of or or uh, mm -hmm. the, the like a wedding, should I say? A wedding was a pro uh, a a physical ritual that was to proclaim your a mm -hmm. oneness with your with your with your spouse, right? But biblically. Once you already yeah. have become one, you're already married. So that's why I'm okay with it. And that's the definition of chastity. So if so what I was told is like if you choose um if you choose to have have sex with somebody ha with for like no reason but just for mm. the pure pleasure of it, you're sinning. But if you're choosing to have sex with somebody for the pure reason of creating deeper intimacy not only with you, with one another, but also to understand the depthness of what God wants gotcha. to give to you. And I think God sees it that way in order to help us not get hurt. Because you think like your thoughts are more important than God. That's hard, dude. <laughs> when? But I was going to say, like, because I have a lot going. of friends who are totally into hookup culture. And they're like, this is how I feel. And I'm like, oh, uh, dude. Uh, uh, stop. I can't. And uh, yeah. And like, go ahead, I go have ahead. had people really close to me that have hooked up in the past. And it's because they were just feeling either really horny or they were just trying to fill a hole of their heart. Yeah. Um, they wanted to feel good. Just wanting to feel again, just to feel loved uh, and mm -hmm. all stuff like that. And then I don't think that necessarily makes them a bad person. 
I don't think it actually makes them a bad person at all. I just think it makes them mm-hmm. someone who has made that choice. Um, and I believe God tells us not to do that in order to protect us from getting hurt emotionally. Um, and in some cases, hopefully less than more, uh, to not get physically hurt because th- there's date rape going on all the time. Um, and it happens a lot in hookup culture. Uh, so, well, maybe probably not as much as I think. So I'm probably exaggerating. So sorry, hookup culture. Uh, <laughs> um, but I waited until I knew absolutely sure that Alexa was going to be the person that I was marrying. And that's when I lost my virginity. Uh, so I was 24 when I lost mine. Mm-hmm. And I made a point, I made a point of not hoot, hoot. Uh, doing it until I knew I was ready to be that vulnerable with the person I was going to share the rest of my life with. Um, because that's why I made that decision myself. And I know the church wanted me to wait until she and I are married. Um, right, but you're not trying to do my best. Yeah. I, but I think the church is uh, necess- well, not necessarily necessary, but I think it's very beneficial to walking with Christ because it keeps you um, in the loop mm-hmm. with other Christians. I mean, the church bought the Jesus. I don't know if it's Jesus, actually. I have to go back to the scripture. But yeah, exactly. Jesus literally called the about, church his uh, bride. The praise song that he was rapping about that. It's an old, one of his older ones, but it's still pretty good theology. Ah. All right, friends. So you want to get some? Maybe. You want to get theologically crazy right now? We're ending now, or do you want to end this podcast? I mean, it's. it's I mean, I was good to minutes, go till five, but did you want to end? Did you want to end soon? All right, bro. Are you? Uh, yeah, I'm good I'm, till I'm five. I'm good. I was just asking you. All right, you want to get? Want to get sure. theologically crazy? You want to get theologically crazy? All I'm right. Probably not. Are you ready for this? I don't think you're ready for this. You're gonna be Brandon. Thank you so much for this. That's 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 oh, that's how so confident nice. I am with this theologically crazy. You're the dumb. Huh? <laughs> okay, I'm I'm overhyping it. But um, I, this is something I wrestle with God a lot. So I don't, I I I I don't, I don't fully subscribe to this theology. But I really am you like very tempted by it. I guess. Cool. Uh, I like and comment. Yeah, pretty often. To be honest. Um, okay, so so when we think of theology, especially when like a lot of our topic, a lot of the topics we're talking about, has to do more about human error than it does yeah. about God Himself, right? Are you following me? Okay. So, so here's the here's the crazy theology. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm also, I'm, I'm, I know I'm you're very excited because I'm also trying to like, um, okay, no, no, I'm trying to flesh out my thoughts because I haven't been able okay. to share this with somebody who's open-minded. I have a lot of Christian friends here in New York who are very, I don't, I don't want to, I'm not going to put judgment on them, but they're not, they're very like, they're very close. I get it. I don't want to say that. So that's what it feels are they like. kind of one potential in their theology? Very close. Like, it's, it's, well, I mean, okay, let's put it this way. One of them, and, you know, if you know who you are, Hi, person. 
I love you still. But one of them, um, I one of them, their their line oh, of thinking no. is like, let's just try to keep it simple. And and I'm like, yes, that's good yeah, for now. Absolutely, that's not going to get you far, right? That's that's like so that's like teaching a man how to fish, Oof. but now all they know how to do is fish. Right? There's so many other things that that person yeah. can eat. There's so many things that that person can thrive off of. And so when you keep it simple, you're just like, you're only making yes. them a, eight, like, this is the one dimensional thing you're talking about. Right? So, okay. All right. I'm just really excited because I, I haven't I been able to talk that a lot. about this. Uh, I saw that a lot at Risen King, but not as much as I saw it at other churches in Reading. Uh, just the one dimensional. Open mindedness or closed mindedness? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, bro, I'm not yeah. I mean, that's why I went to Bethel. To be honest with you, bro. Nice. I went to Bethel because I needed more open-minded. You know, Christians. I don't think bad of you for going to Bethel, right? Um, or anything like that. Uh yes, but I, I also like yeah. to make a defense and he is there, because and I so I should hear these there. defenses. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think here. Yeah, where was I going? I wanted to mention this. Uh, I, wanted to, to keep, I wanted to keep milking because I haven't been able to talk to somebody like this. Oh, even my theological, like deep theological mm-hmm. friends aren't open-minded like this. You know? they, they actually despise postmodernism. I, I actually, okay, let me honest okay. with you, Josh. I'm not a fan of postmodernism. But I'm open. I'm open to postmodernism because I still I still like to explore. I still like to question, and I, and postmodernism gives nice. me space. And to I think be, everyone should be a bit. inquisitive. But yeah, that doesn't I surprise don't like me. It. <laughs> I don't like it. I still yeah. I still think there's one truth, right? But I like to swerve. I like to swerve. So there's some finesse I do. I do some finessing. Anyways, okay. <laughs> I'm like I'm stalling so much. All right, back to theology. So, a lot of my theology, my core in in uh, inquiry is based off of human error more than it is based off of okay um, interpretation of God. Interpretation of yeah, we're not inter- not even interpretation, but the reality of God. Like, because the reality of God is is always never going to be fully we're fully dead in heaven captured by us specifically right until we're dead in heaven and god is like okay now it's easier for you to see me because you are basically more you are you are you are mm-hmm. the perfect That's you are the perfect cool. image of me now right or you are the perfect That's image, gonna be i should say whereas you know as far as well we are an imperfect we are an imperfect reflection um so with that being said right I think, Ooh. and this is very controversial. You heard it here, this folks. Is very, very taboo to say. But the Bible is a literature book presented by human error. So it, it is a book inspired. Or it is a book written with with the inspiration of God 
from the inspiration of God. So every word breathed in the Bible is being spoken by a relationship, mm-hmm. through a relationship with God. But it is still imperfect in itself. Absolutely. It yeah, is I'm 100% behind that thing. Themselves. Sorry. And so, <laughs> hold on, let me keep going, right? So because of that, our reflection on the Bible is, um, it, 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 it's, it reflects a part of our, our reality that we have now, but it doesn't reflect the reality that God is continuing to, to unfold. Um, it's, well, yeah. It, okay, it does, but yeah, at the same especially, time. Oh, sorry, go ahead. If I'm making sense. So like, well, the, if, if you look at the Bible, as a, uh, a four-act system. Have maybe. you heard of this theology? The four, so the four-act system is God creating the world, God um, creating relationship with the world, God redeeming the world uh, because the, the world okay. themselves have dis- disrupted that relationship. God redeeming the world being Jesus. Okay, so God creating the world, Genesis. God creating relationship yep. with the world, the covenant that God created with the, the Israelites, God. And then, and then like, it's it, it being reduced because of the, because of the judges, because of our, in a, our own valuability to understand what God really me- meant by the covenant that we created with him. And then God redeeming it through Jesus and giving us an opportunity to, to speak life, speak, speak, um, uh, understand, more of the heavenly places that God wants us yeah. to witness to on earth, right? Because of Jesus. And then, and then God's God re- continuing to remain in that That's identity, act four. Hel- helping us continue to remain in that identity, um, which is act four. Mm-hmm. So it's right? five. And then there's act five, which is the end, which is revelation. I was like, I haven't heard it's, of it's a five act. Sorry. My, my bad. It's a five act. If it, uh, I believe I've heard of five. Acts oh, so you haven't like heard of five acts once the bible yeah yeah i'm in five okay well I, i'm telling you it again right and we live in the five act the, the fourth act we live in in this continuation okay. the act of of god's act towards humanity right and we can and and that's where we are today we we live in a, in a world where god the holy spirit is is moving the spirit forward into yeah. his his divine plan that's pretty cool and so like there, mm-hmm. right, there's, so there's historical accuracy in it, right? Jesus, um, the historical accuracy of Jesus, the, 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 um, the reason why he came, there's a lot of historical, historical accuracy, but it's still, um, it's still per, d- displayed or it's still recorded yeah. with our own human error. And, and so with that being said, if, if you look at the Bible that way, then you can see so, you're like you're opening your mind to right. so many more variations of what God is really trying to share with, with reality. One of them oh, being yeah. why God. Why the hell do we think God is just a dude? That's so patriarchal. Father. Right. Well, I mean, it's because it's because God literally right. had to that do that sense. for us to understand him around that time. Like for us to understand that we needed a father, for us to understand that we needed somebody to to tell us, like, the, like in in the cultural background, to tell us 
what authority mm-hmm. we, we have and, and like how we need to grow. Oh, yeah. Totally. I mean, there's so much more to a father than just that, but like culture, if you, like, if you identify those things culturally, then we start mm-hmm. to understand this is what it really means for us to see God. Now we see that. And do we, do we need to see that, that as a father still? For, for a lot of people, yes. Mm-hmm. For some people, no. Yeah. For a lot of people, yes. <laughs> I need to emphasize that. A lot of people, because a lot of people still live in this, mm. in, in, a, in, a, in a fatherless world. So of course we're going to call God the father because we ourselves don't know what a father still looks like. And that's the whole point of ministry, right? Is to, 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 to witness what a father, a, a life full with a father looks like. I do not um, think what you said is controversial. So I don't think what you said thing, is controversial. If, huh? It is, it, it, it is perceived as controversial because it opens up the Bible as not, you know, what's the word? Not fundamental, not, not fundamentalist, not, uh, not, it doesn't, it, it kind of like weakens the, like to, to some people, it weakens the authority yeah, I've seen of people panic when It weakens the authority that. of the Bible, I should say. Right. Because like, if you, right, well, I mean like fun, like, yeah, I guess fundamentalist for sure. Uh, Cause like, I, so I presented uh-huh. this idea to my, so this is the same friend I was talking about earlier. And, and I like, like, do you, can you really look at God as, as only a father? Cause like some, one of my friends at work, she's um she's not i don't think she's a christian he was asking like what do you think of god and queer or or just like gender theory and and i opened the topic with with this theological controversy right and and he's like we should talk about this and i'm like why this is fun like even though i might not agree yeah he opened pandora's box this is still a fun topic to talk about Right, yeah, well, that's what I love doing. And for some people, it's like, no, we need to keep that box closed. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, it feels nice to talk to you. Thanks for uh, validating that. For, like, it's scary. It's still scary though, because like, I don't, right, I don't want to fully subscribe to the to that thought process, mainly because, um. Mainly because it's it's easier. It's not easier. It's not easier. I don't know why. I I understand that. I just want to be liked I'm, by everybody. That's, that's been a problem. With and so it, <laughs> I just I just want everybody to like me. Okay. So when I say something like this, is like Brandon, I can't be. Let me guess. Like, like, but I love you. You. So you're why? INFP, correct? <laughs> okay. So I'm ENFP. So I, we think pretty I'm hundred percent. Um. So. You don't care how people perceive you, uh, perceive you, but you care what they think about you. Correct? Yes. I completely, one hundred percent identify with that. Yes. Like, <laughs> like I like yeah, being weird. Yeah, that is why I had I, such I a want problem you to like that with the adults group at Risen King because <laughs> in high school, I okay. just. This was probably like a majority of it was probably uh, pre ADD medication. Uh, I was all over the place because my focus was all over the place and I was a dork and I loved being a dork. And some people were still mm-hmm. 
not all about that. And they thought I was annoying. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of those people Hashtag were in youth group. Uh, I'm not going to name names because I don't want to. Uh, because when I hear their names, I still get fucking pissed. Yeah. Um, and oh, the snap. reason why I still get fucking pissed was, so I started going to that uh, high school group at uh, Leo's place. Um, and I think you were there and I know Bailey Tompkins was there. Uh, and I talked to Bailey a little bit about this before. Um, I was still just being 100% myself. And there were certain people there who still saw me as annoying little shit. And I was like, are you serious? You... I it, I don't think Leo... Like Leo. Leo didn't know me in the past. Uh... <laughs> no. Oh, okay. But I, I, I like when it, when people are outspoken like that. Mm. I, I, oh, I really, in terms of being outspoken, the first person I think of is Leo. In a good way or a bad way? Yeah, in terms of being <laughs> outspoken, that's why I said that. But um, um, but yeah, <laughs> I would just be myself, and people still saw me as a little shit. And I was thinking, you are an adult now. You have experiences that should have broadened your horizons and make you either. If you're not gonna respect me, at least tolerant. But no, you still see me as a child and you still make comments saying like, I thought you would have grown up by now. And I'm thinking, bitch, fuck you. I should not be saying this as a Christian, but I do never, never want to see some of those people again. And I made it to like four sessions. And at the fourth session, I told Bailey, I left early and I was like, Bailey, I can't do this anymore. I'm out, I'm sorry. Um. And yeah, that is part of why sometimes if I visit Reading, I do not want to go to Risen King because of that, because those people are still there. Um, and I would have thought the place that would have been the safest place for me, for me to pursue God and in an environment with other people my age. And there were a lot of people who were totally cool with me there. Um, Suzanne was there. She was always super supportive of me. Bailey Tompkins was there. Super supportive. Um, oh, that dude who goes to Bethel with the long brown hair. He's pretty chill. Uh, I don't... Oh, wait. Are you, did Justin? you say Justin? Because he, he's cool. Oh, Justin McC- McCusker, right? He is super cool. Yeah. Um, I had a class with him. Yeah. Anyways, uh, he wasn't at the Young Adults yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, yeah, he had a crush on the same girl you um, had a crush on. But. <laughs> Dang, and I was in both that's, of those. That's like, you told I me knew you he had did. a crush on her, and he told me you had a, he had a crush on her. And, and I, okay, okay. And I, I didn't tell both either of you. I was like, and I didn't tell I'm either sure of you. I, turned knew, down both of I us. knew both of you, too. I was yeah. like, uh, uh, uh. But. He did. For sure. Anyway, yeah, okay. so there were a lot of people there that were absolutely great. And there were a lot of people there who ruined the entire experience for me to where I was like, I'm done. Not with church, not with the church. I'm not done with the church. I'm not done with small groups. I'm just done with you, those specific people. And I want to forgive them because as Christians, we should never hang on to hate. We should always... Even if they are 100% in the wrong, we shouldn't necessarily 
say their actions are excusable because they're not. But we can say, I still choose to release this hate because mm -hmm. uh, God calls us to love. And so that's still something I struggle with, with those two people. Like I was DMing Curse of Strahd last night and I was introducing Strahd Van Zarevich to my players for the first time. And I was thinking, okay, Strahd only feels, he feels no emotions except sorrow and anger. What makes me angry? And I thought of those two people. And I apparently still have resentment against those people. And I'm like, what the fuck? I got to release this. But those two have wounded me so much, especially in high school, especially in youth group. And now even as an adult. Do you, do you know who I'm talking about? I'm not going to say their names. No. Here, text it. I have a good idea. Can I like, um, can I ask? All right, I can text it to you. Sure. I'll try texting. But what were you going to ask? I feel like I, I feel like one of them is right. I don't know if the other one is. Uh, the, um, I wanted to ask the, the guy. Does he usually wear a hat? Oh yeah, he. I barely knew the guy, and he judged me immediately. Uh, the second one is yeah. correct, but you're missing one person. I don't. I think I. I think. <sighs> I'm sorry. I don't want to say this person because I love this person to death. I'll I'll tell you uh, after the it's probably not this recording person. is over. Um, no, I don't know who that person is. Yeah, I, I don't even know who you're talking about. All right, good, because I love her too much. <laughs> Here, let me text you. Okay, good. Um, uh, what I wanted to say. Oh, have you tried? Yeah, yeah, text me. Have you tried um, confronting those people? Maybe it's um, because you need I to see no reason like, why I should. Like, they, okay. I'm in Southern California. And they are probably still in Reading, living their lives. And if I you don't? I don't think I know that person. She's been going to Risen King for like ever. <laughs> I don't think I do. Hang on a second. But, uh. Alright. Uh, did you. Because I gave you some more details about the person. Wow. I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh! Still, no. So you know the person associated, <laughs> not her. No, I don't know the bait. I know, I, I know, That's I know, fair. I know who you're talking about. I just don't know that person. But like, personally. yeah, like we would say hi to each other, just passing by, friendly. But she still held on to that image of me, and never chose to release it. Never decided to be open-minded. Yeah, and see me as the person I am now. Who is still a dork and speaking the dork? No, go ahead. I, 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 I'm just saying, you know, you should. I think you could find you would find a lot of resolution. Yeah. Next time I see them, them hey, I see no did. reason why I shouldn't tell them that to their face. 
Or I mean, if it like if it's really like if it comes to a point where it's really bothering uh, you, you I don't just have call that and I don't really want to. Oh well, like it, yeah, like I said, if it like yeah. really comes to a point where it really bothering you, it might be something to really invest in. Yeah. And I'm and I'm saying that just because I know that's helped me a lot, and it's but it's but also made things it. worse. So it's a. I did. I confronted it, and yeah. it was so it was better that I confronted it than the resolution than just that it negative, But you came out benefited, benefited in the end. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, no, yeah, that's why. That's why I missed it. So, oh. oh, I was just saying. So yeah. I mean, I wanted to go. So go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, thanks for sharing. I remember you telling me a little bit of that off podcast, and so. It really yeah. sucks, though, that you go through that or you've gone through that. Um, nobody's mm-hmm. identity should be... And no one should be seen as... Pestered. Childlike because uh-huh. they're a dork. And no one should be seen as stupid because their focus is unfocused. That's being incredibly ableist. Right. Yeah. Or fixed. It's a, fi- it's a fixed mindset, too. I am. Um, yeah. I've been talking with a really close friend from high school lately. Nice. He's in the East Coast, so I'd be able to talk to him more often than, than, than Cali friends. And uh, I mean, I knew this before, but he uses this language very often, so I've been able to like put more dialogue into it. But it's his concept, and I feel like I'm pretty sure he's a, he's a leftist, to be honest with you. But uh, he uses he uses the the dialogue of growth mindset and fixed mindset and the difficulty of of plasticity which means um you know breaking old breaking old habits so that you can find change um and so we 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 stick Mm -hmm. with a fixed mindset because it's comfortable because it's easy for us to to live in in that kind of of system i guess and so with a growth mindset, we find ourselves um, understanding that we, we, we can actually develop and progress our, our ability as our, for ourselves individually yeah. um, further into our, I don't know, our goal, for lack of a better word. I sound I so left right like, now. See, but that's I'm the not, thing about I libertarians. I, I honestly have no problem with libertarian <laughs> when it comes to like I'm majority of like, the social stuff. It's just like when it comes to the government structure, I'm like, okay, I disagree with you, right. but I'm not like angry at you. For for me, uh, for me, when it comes to so as an as a libertarian, a lot yeah. of like my conservative economical views is is like. Because and that's I don't okay. want to be. Controlled. That's okay. I don't want to surrender my. Like, my I have no opinion. problem with you seeing economics that way. Yeah. It's like, don't. Don't. <laughs> me, don't make me your sheeple. Yeah. Your, your government system. Okay. <laughs> yes, the social system sucks, but yeah. I'm living okay. <laughs> and my job as a Christian. Is to not give my money to the government. Have give you, my money. Have you heard the Tenacious D song called "The Government Totally Sucks"? 
it goes like the government totally sucks the motherfucker in the <laughs> yeah that's funny that's a good story. i'm gonna text that to my friend who like loves jack black <laughs> we were having a political conversation nice. today i'm like dude i like this guy I like i want him to be my best friend can you be my best that's friend cool. i know you're not christian I have to get on dishes and cooking soon, but I've got, yeah. I've got four minutes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you have, you I have early to days. Bed. I have to go to bed, so. I thought you already showered. I, mean, I got to take, take a shower, too. Blech. Yeah, I decided I to stay that. in bed longer than I wanted to because I was really tired. <laughs> so I just like, you know. I'm nice. Just, well, I'm what do you want to talk about in the dying. last four minutes? <laughs> I feel like that's going to um, yeah, I wanted to go deeper into longer. the theological controversy. I, I know, I know, but I don't get to talk about this with a lot of people. I have this. Okay, Ooh. okay, we'll talk about like four minutes. We can talk about my crushes. Okay, yeah. so there's there's two girls, brother. Two girls. One of them. Okay, I got I got that I got a huge me. soft heart with my Asian girls. All right, you're Asian. You're Asian. I don't even care. You got I have no truck. problem with extra right, weight. I've learned that about myself. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So there's this Asian girl. She doesn't. She's pretty skinny, but she's Asian. Specifically, she's. I've heard that a lot. I've got a buddy from Korea. He's like, "Hey, I'm not being racist, but I only am attracted to Korean women." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I can't, bro. I just like if you're Korean, you are gorgeous to me. Like I cannot, like I will compare you to every other every other Asian group, <laughs> and like they cannot compare if you're Korean. They will not. You could have the worst personality in the entire world, but you're oh, Korean, and I'm automatically attracted to you. <laughs> I yeah. So like that's this girl, and um. I'm in a season of celibacy, so like I really oh that kind of take this time to just be single and enjoy. I was gonna say, my Brandon, name. haven't you been celibate like all the time? Yeah, my single. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. I mean, I, I'm a. Uh, no, I get what you're saying. You know, I'm like the saying. decision to be celibate. Okay, I'm single. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, like, it makes me frustrated. It's like, you're attractive, mm -hmm. and I want to, like, get to know you because that's just my romantic heart. So on the Enneagram, I don't know if you've noticed What's in, that again? in the podcast, but I'm a four on the Enneagram. So that is – so there's two okay. two names for it. One is called the individualist. Yeah, both of those apply to you. And then the other one is the romantic. Yep. <laughs> yeah, right? Pandora's box. <laughs> Um, and like, uh, so my romantic side very much like wants to feel that sense of loneliness yeah. because for whatever reason, it feels like it's missing something when the reality, even though it knows it's not missing something, it, its heart still says, Brandon, but you want it to be yeah, filled. And that's it's why like, a lot of people hook filled. up. And then you're like, oh, it's not. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And boys know it the most. Boys know it the most. Um, do you have a sponsor on this uh, podcast, by the way? So I really like. <laughs> do you want to do a commercial? No. Do you want me to put up a sponsor? But I didn't mean to cut you off. I feel like you you still had something yeah, to say. Right now, go ahead.
I mean, there's, okay. I said there was two girls, but we can do the commercial and then do the second one. Because the second one... Are you sure you don't want to end with the sponsor? Go ahead. Nah, tell me about the girl. Okay. Very. I'm pretty sure. Cause I want uh, to it, yeah, we so. can poop the commercial. We still got a minute. Just tell me about the girl. Aww. Okay, so um, this other girl, okay. I was just spiritually intellectually interested in her and um, like as, even as a friend too but like okay. i thought i saw her spirit very attractive <laughs> um and then i had a dream of her like it was like one of those dreams it was one of those dreams bro where it felt like yeah. completely real like i was living reality and it was like a, a span of eight months of dating her uh, and i'm like what Oh, I, man, I woke up you, just like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, basically. And, um, like, I came, to, I came oh, to a point where I confessed to her, or we confessed to each other that we thought we were soulmates. And I'm like, yeah, that's how, that's how extreme the freaking dream was. And so, like, from that dream on, yeah. I was, like, whenever I was around her, I would get really uncomfortable. And, I mean, I asked for prayer about it. I was praying about it myself. I told I told some friends and they're like they they gave me some clarity and I got some clarity from it too. It's like it's just a process right now that God is really putting me into and I have to just accept that yeah. it's a process and not something that, that. well even though I want to. Anyways, so I thought okay, that's the clarity I needed. I'm just like, this is a process, okay? So God, what do you want me to do? And he's like, I want you to do these things. He's like, that sounds like I want to go out on a date with her. He's like, but do it anyways. He's like, okay, and I did it. Right, it didn't. Feel, it doesn't feel like I wanted to go on a date with her, and she said yes to it. Great. So this, like, I'm I'm feeling pretty confident. Like I'm listening to God. I'm doing things God wants me to do. And then guess what happens? No, I had another fucking dream about her. That's great. <laughs> like, so, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so, well, you better get on it. Um, we still have to schedule it. I want to hear more about but, this. Uh, Josh three, the Josh. Yeah, name. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, the Josh three, the Josh name. Yeah, yeah. Four months for four months from now, yes. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'll have a lot to say. I think she's a very open-minded person. Something that I really want to learn is something that people don't know oh, how shit, to tell we didn't me. Talk about that. Systemic racism. Like I understand systemic racism, but I want to. I know. I want so this is my thing. I want to know where it comes from. Why people like think systemically? Why? Like I just want to know because a lot of people yeah, just say, say it comes from that. the system. And I'm like, what Especially. the fuck does that mean? <laughs> um, and then because like for me, I like for it to be broken down so that I can disagree with it, so that gotcha. I can see it, so that I can see its strengths and weaknesses. Um. Not because I just like, you know, I'm a closed-minded person. I want to disagree with something, but because I think then, disagreement uh, is the best way to find strong. What's the word I'm looking for? Reformation <clears throat> in the systems as well. As long as you see both sides, you see like, okay, now let's see how we can move forward. Is that what you're saying okay. as well? Mm. That's uh, do I want to reform the system? Mm. Okay. I. I don't want to do that because <laughs> I don't think I can, one thing. And I also don't think it 
means okay. I don't think it means a lot to the to advancing the kingdom of God. I think it means a lot more to advancing the future of reality. But that that is beyond but but God is beyond okay. the, the reality. Yeah, I'm totally down to talk more about that in Josh 3 yes no. whenever that is. <laughs> I love you too, man. We'll do right. and I will cook chili. Yes, I love you. Enjoy dishes. All right, dude. Um next week or when do you All get right. paid next? Bye. Okay, yeah. Let's do Baldur's Gate then. Um, so two weeks from now. All right. Love you, man. All right. See you, twig. Wait, what? Me too. Bye. Oh. Uh,